Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, dribble White Claw all down themselves one mm-hmm. moment before recording. I'm wearing Correct. gray. This is awful. <laughs> I'm lactating. <laughs> Chat true crime and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy and I'm wet. <laughs> wet ass Lucy. <laughs> wet ass Lucy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I'm Amanda. Uh, dry. Well, actually, not dry. And you know why? Why? Is it I raining? have now been a victim twice of the South Minneapolis squirter. Oh, you told us about that. Mm-hmm. What There's the a fuck? guy in South Minneapolis who's driving around in this shitty old car squirting people with a squirt gun out of his window as he, like, drives by. And he's, like, targeting white women, I guess, which I fit that description, like, very well. Is it, are you positive it's just water? I was tested after the first time I got hit by the squirter. And then the second time, yeah, like, for COVID, just to make sure. It didn't, it's, like, colorless and odorless. It's not, like, bleach or acid or anything. But I got a COVID test just to be sure, and it was negative. And then I just got hit today, like, 40 minutes, not even before we record. Were you just walking down the street? You got I was hit? getting something out of my car. Yeah. That's, got me right in the arm. That's odd. I was like, Bill, smell this. And okay. then scrub. So I am wet, I guess. Well, I not can't anymore. believe you've been squirted by Twice. a strange assailant. Twice. And true to Lucy's drunk dive on Patreon, I do immediately scrub. What? What? Remember, uh, oh, this is yeah, such yeah, a yeah, long yeah, ago yeah, drunken yeah, memory yeah, 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 most yeah, recent yeah, yeah. drunk dive. The North with, Koreans with, with the, the pap smear. smearing of the, yeah. the face. The poisonous smear. Yeah. yeah. Went I immediately to went the to the bathroom. bathroom and washed off. Well, that's Both times. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think Both times I got squirted. That's <laughs> terrible, but also he must like live in your neighborhood. Well, he's, yeah. I mean, it's like all over these South Minneapolis like community forums and people have gotten photos of his car. Like MPD has the license plate. It's been reported. The police are just fucking useless, and he's still out there doing it. Clearly, because I just got squirted. That's is, terrible. Is this the same guy who's going around like filming? No, people? that's the couch cab guy, and yeah. I all have also reported him to the police and the FBI. And the police have questioned him, and he's still just out there stalking people in Dinky Town. Stalking so, like, and Minneapolis filming. Is a weird place right now. Yeah, you're either getting squirted or stalked by this creep in like a white, like full face covering, like Michael Myers kind of mask as if you needed another reason to never leave your house again i know yeah Yeah. i just don't leave my house i don't leave my house except for today i've done so much today anyway let's get to it i need i need i need mama needs a drink one more one more thing so i'm recording in my dining room and there's a front window and we just just moved in it's the world's longest move ever and we don't have curtains yet and a car just drove by stopped reversed, waved to me. It's nighttime. I cannot see who waved. I just saw the hand. 
And it's and then drove away. Window. That window is the size of her whole wall. It's a big window, and I'm mm-hmm. brightly lit, and then there's like a dark street. So it's you, like I'm like a giant television set for people you walking are their a drive dog. In, hang a sheet. You're a drive-in movie theater. And yeah, yeah honey, you need curtains. Just Remember, hang a sheet until you get curtains. You guys both yelled at me when I first moved in, and I didn't Correct. have drapes. Correct. Do you not have blinds even? We don't have she got we don't have a it's curtain so rod big. that's big enough for that window. I bought one and it's it's not big enough. Yeah, Just but blinds. There are no paint. blinds that were already on there? No. No, there's oh, nothing. Lord. Anyway. Spray paint the window black. Right. You, Just tape you up won't newspapers. Regret it. Our neighbors will mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was alarming. You talked about stalking. You talked about the squirter and then somebody waved to me in the night from the street and I got a little alarmed. Yep. Okay. Well, moving on. So, <laughs> um, um, before we get to the episode, Amanda, do you want to tell us about the day that you've had? <laughs> I have, well, I have a butt plug and then I have an anecdote. So I guess okay. you're just in, in this conversation until for the foreseeable future. Fucking it's a deal long with it. intro, this episode. It's a okay. long intro. So first, my butt plug. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I do my like noonish animorphs readings for different causes throughout the rest of time because COVID's never going away. Um, but I am going to be doing an AMA on Instagram Live. I have not selected the date yet, and here is why. This is to support the Justice for Amir Johnson GoFundMe that I've been plugging hardcore on all of my social media. Um for those who are not in the know, Amir Johnson is a young black man who was shot by Ventnor City police officers on August 6th out in New Jersey. Um, he was called kind of like for a wellness check. He was on the side of the road acting a little erratically. Um, he had actually just recently lost his fiance to uh, substance use disorder and was not in a good place. And within 14 minutes of police making contact with him, he was shot and killed. And now the family has to work with uh, civil rights lawyers because the police department is withholding all of the body cam footage mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. sounds and familiar was, great sign yep exactly mm-hmm. and nobody was there to film it so they're not getting you know answers in this situation and lawyers are getting. yeah and lawyers are really expensive so i've been trying to support their gofundme campaign it's listed in my bio on my instagram account so you should follow me at Amanda007. And if you give $5 or more to this campaign and send me your receipt and your Instagram handle, you can participate in this AMA. I will literally screen share with you so that we can chat like face to face and you can ask me a question or whatever. You can make fun of me. You can like throw a fake tomato at my face. I don't even care. I just want this family to get your $5. And then uh, if you don't want to be on screen, you can also just say, I don't want to be on screen and then just type in your question in the chat. Um, but it's going to be super fun. So make your donations by September 30th, which is also my birthday. And this is what I want for my birthday. Um, and then on that day on my birthday, I will choose and announce the AMA date and everybody who sent me their receipts can participate. And I'm super, super excited about it. And it's going to be awesome. I love that. That's awesome. So do it. I promised I pledged to shower that day. I can't wait to think up the worst question I possibly can and submit yeah. it under a pseudonym. I'm Great. participating just yes. surreptitiously. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I mean, you two have dirt on me, and I said mm-hmm. no boundaries, baby, in my post. So you sure oh my did. God. If Tell it's them a, what you did. If it's a date, 
If it's a date, I'm available. I will join you and people can ask me shit about you. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do it on like a Sunday afternoon. So it's just like chill yeah. after church for people, even <laughs> though we shouldn't be going to physical church, but after you stream church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, what do I mean if I'm available? Right. <laughs> Sign me I up, Buttercup. It. Okay. So. My quick anecdote, and also this pertains like directly to Kenyon and took me back to another planet. So today I've had a day <laughs> because I had my birth control arm implant replaced and I Woo! had to go. Woo, 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 yes, woo, woo, woo. I know. I can't wait for that shit to make my hormones like slightly less bonks. And I had to go to the DMV to get my license renewed. And Loretta got towed the other night. For being on your lawn? No. <laughs> Apparently, it's not illegal everywhere in Minneapolis to have a trailer on the street without being attached to a vehicle, but it is in my neighborhood. (laughs) So even though I've had it out there for like a month and a half on and off, not even a month and a half. Someone reported you. For like a month, but it got towed. So it's been a whole day. I mean, I got her back. So she's been bailed out of the clink, but that's like the day that I've had. But when I went to renew my license, I got there and I give them all my information and they're like, oh, there's a, there's like a restriction on your license. You have to pay like a $20 reinstatement fee. And I'm like, I haven't, okay, I don't know. I haven't gotten a moving violation and I can't remember the last time I got pulled over. Right. So I was like, all right, I'll pay it. Like whatever they, they process it. And then they're like taking my picture and then we go back to finish the renewal. And she's like, oh, actually I still can't give you your new license. And she gives me this thing that got printed off and it's like a citation that is in Massachusetts that I have no recollection of. I don't think I've ever been pulled over in Massachusetts. Did you like skip a toll or something? No, but it had a phone number attached to it. I tried to call it. The wait time for the call was like an hour and a half long. Now, mind you, I have had to make this DMV appointment like a week ago and it was the soonest appointment at the soonest DMV that was available, which is an hour away. So I drove an hour to go to the DMV. Then when I got there, I had to wait another like 45 minutes to an hour for my number to be called, even though I had an appointment. Of course. Well, that's the DMV for you. Exactly. Yeah. Just that's to find honestly out. not bad. <laughs> no, I know. It was It's actually it was going swimmingly thus far. <laughs> it has been. Then to be told, oh, actually, we can't actually do this today. Then I try to call. The wait time is too long for them to just, like, wait for me. So they're like, yeah, you're just going to have to make an appointment for another day and do this again. So I'm like, okay. So I'm on hold listening to this, like, classical music the whole way home because that's how long I was on hold, the hour drive. So you were able to drive home. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even fucking ask me. It's probably... Well, They, I think by paid the reinstatement fee, it might have lifted it. I don't know. I didn't get pulled over. I don't know when this restriction went on, and I've been driving illegally, apparently, for maybe years. Who fucking knows? <laughs> so, like, what yeah. fucking difference does it this make? This is I a pattern anyway. with you. Remember when we rented our car in know. Texas? Okay. <laughs> so I finally get through, and I give them my name, and I give them the, like, reference number for this ticket. It was a ticket that I got while living in Rochester, New York, going to visit Kenyon in 2008. Ah! That I never paid. How did they track it it, now, all these years I don't know, because I've had two Minnesota licenses since that time, and this has never come up, and now that I'm renewing again, it's all of a sudden there. So I had to pay like $300. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) ticket from over like... 
12 years ago <laughs> from visiting your ass in New York <laughs> How much was Amanda it? Amanda did visit me a every lot. weekend. What was the yeah. interest rate on that ticket from oh 12 God. years ago? I spent a lot at on the thruway. So it's, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that I forgot to pay one of my like many New York citations. Did you ever, um, did you start playing Remember When? Oh my God, I should have. <laughs> I was like so shaken by the conversation. It was like, yeah, this is associated with your New York license. And I was like, I haven't had a New York license since 2009. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> So I had a nice I had a nice visit from a memory with Kenyon today. Oh, I love that. Those were it some was good, good. Those were some good road trips. They were good road trips. Memories. Anyway, that's been my day, and thank you. And let's get to the f- the topic so I can open this fucking wine. <laughs> thank you. I want to die. Not billing me for that. Ticket. Oh no, I did it. I was driving. <laughs> She'll invoice you. The invoice is in the mail. Oh but my also, god. Yeah. All right. That. Well. At least your hair looks really good, and that is my totally natural and organic segue (gasps) to this week's special, very special fan pick brought to you by Jess Roberts, and the topic is hair crimes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I really hope all of Lucy's segment- I'm hair for it. (laughs) I hope all of Lucy's segment is just- singing songs from the musical hair. Never seen it, so it's not. <laughs> well, okay. cherry on top of to a perfect be, day. Might just be describing in detail the like homemade mullet that my mother gave me in kindergarten. Oh, it's oh, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good mullet. Quality. Really? Top notch. Top notch mullet. Uh-huh. Um, Mm -hmm. One more thing. Our fan picker, Jess Roberts, wants to shout out their spooky little sister, Michelle. Oh, spooky little baby. So thank you both. I don't know which one is the gateway gal, but thank you Mm. both. I think Jess is the gateway gal. (laughs) Yeah, let's get right to it. You've already, if those of you on Patreon who are watching this video have already seen me finish a glass of wine. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a long intro. (laughs) Now let's get to our wine crime pairing for hair crimes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to drink this wine. So I I picked a wine. It's it's called Touche Pinot Noir because Touche reminded me of toupee. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tons. (laughs) And I Googled hair wine and the results were not good. Oh, no. Yeah. So oh. I went in a little different direction. Um, is it full body? It is actually <laughs> not full bodied. Oh. It's more like my hair before extensions. Mm. <laughs> um, so, so my current hair, my perpetual thin, hair. Sure. Lamp. Yeah. Real Also, thin. my Blue. hair guy, Justin, wants to give you hair extensions so bad. So Me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So just say it. Do I do I get hair extensions? You have you more hair than bitch. I have with the extensions. <laughs> so no. Your hair would be a triangle. <laughs> just a perfect. What if I get triangle. what if I get them super long like past my ass? No, I no, support no, no, this no. actually. And yes, I am scratching my boob for the viewers at home. Okay. So <laughs> this is a dry, light to medium bodied Pinot Noir. 
with bright acidity, silky tannins, oh. and an ABV of about 13.5%. So it's real sweet right there in the sweet spot. It has complex flavors that include cherry, raspberry, uh, a little bit of an earthy like mushroom forest floor balance, mm, plus a hint of baking spice and vanilla from the oak aging. Mm. And this is a Willamette Valley Pinot, so out of uh, Oregon. And um, it's a perfect, like, Willamette Valley Pinot Noirs are often my favorite because they have the perfect climate for it. It's a little bit cooler. And those cooler climates produce more delicate and light-bodied Pinot Noirs, super, super drinkable. And just in any capacity, we're always happy to be featuring an Oregon wine or a California wine right now, Mm -hmm. seeing as how wildfire destruction is still ravishing this part of the country. So any way that we can be putting a little bit into the Western economy is always a good thing. And Mm -hmm. drinking our way to rebuilding the wine industry is, you know, that's that's a charge I'm willing to take up. That's a win-win. Yeah, anytime I can get drunk while supporting, like, a a very important cause, sign me up. It checks all the boxes. It does. Um, It is a popper, so if you do not already have one, you should head to wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com and procure a nice pop wine key that I am caressing currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at some of the other fun merch that we have on there and more coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also have a limited run or a, li- a limited amount of our Say the Fuck at Home merch, which is currently on sale. Kenyon's sporting hers right now. It's I wear currently mine. on Kenyon's tits. I wear mine about no every other day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're really soft. It's oh. getting cold out. It's spooky mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. Everything is dust. Mm-hmm. Stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. All right. I loosened this a bit so that I wouldn't humiliate myself. Um, are we ready to pop? Let's do it. Yes. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that scared my dog. Resonant <laughs> pop. Voluminous pop. It was kind so of. So voluminous. It was kind of echoey. Yeah, it did echo a little bit. This good. room is, mm-hmm. you know, special. Cavernous. Nice. Cheers, Cheers, my dears. I'm drinking a white. I feel like I've rediscovered whites lately. Yeah. Wow. Same. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty Minus glass. the rediscovering. Cheers. Mm, All right. Mm. Well, Lucy, what is our background and probably not psych for hair <laughs> crimes? <laughs> no psych this, this I can't week. wait for the psychology of hair. Ben <laughs> hair done hat. Done that. <laughs> 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 oh, it's, no. close. it's close to the brain <laughs> okay yeah okay sure. so here we go hair is a protein filament that grows from follicles in the dermis it is an important biomaterial primarily composed of protein notably alpha keratin mm-hmm. so if you see like you know, keratin, whatever, and like shampoos and shit. Keratin yeah. gummies. No, biotin gummies are what I take, not keratin. Keratin treatments, you can do like, um, yeah, like shampoos or conditioners with keratin to like strengthen the hair follicles. Yeah. Beef up that protein. Or even mm-hmm. like keratin like treatments that are added to like straightening. Is there keratin in carrots? I don't think I- so. No, that might be carotene. I love carrot cake, though. Yeah, I do, too. If eating carrot cake will strengthen my hair, again, that is a mission I'm willing to go on. Yeah. I'm going keratin versus in carrots. 
Okay, we'll move on in the meantime. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hair is one of the defining characteristics of mammals. In mm-hmm. humans, attitudes towards different forms and styles of hair vary widely across cultures, but is often used to indicate a person's personal beliefs, social position, age, sex, or religion. So okay. hair is very important in our Signifier. society these days. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is from Wikipedia. Hair usually refers to two distinct structures. Firstly, the part beneath the skin, which is called the hair follicle, or when pulled from the skin, the bulb. Yeah. Yeah. Bulb. I love this stuff. Yeah. Oh, it gets so much worse. (laughs) Just you wait. Mm -hmm. Because of Kenyan, I get targeted ads for like, Dr. Pimple Popper cleared a lady's entire back full of blackheads. And I'm like, I don't want this. But send me that link, though. Ew. Ew, ew, No, because I don't keep targeting that shit at me. I don't want it. I love it. Oh, it's so disgusting. Okay. So gross. This organ is located. So the the, uh, follicle, the organ, is located in the dermis and maintains stem cells which not only regrow the hair after it falls out, but are also uh, recruited to regrow the skin after a wound. Oh, so, that's and interesting. We'll, you know what? I'm just going to give you this fun fact here at the outset. So the reason why when you undergo chemotherapy, it makes your hair fall out, it's because it kills the follicles because the chemotherapy treatment is designed, is intended to kill uh, cells that regenerate really quickly. Right. And so right. hair follicles definitely fall into that category. Oh, so does it also make your nails stop growing? It sure does. Oh, that yeah. is interesting. Very interesting. I have okay. a friend who's undergoing chemo right now. And because I, I forgot about the fingernail thing. And I right. had a socially distanced, very responsible lunch with her a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, what happened? Did you smash your finger? And she's like, no, my nails are falling out. I'm like, oh, God. Because oh, she's wow. undergoing chemo. But. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it certainly doesn't happen all the time to mm-hmm. all of your fingernails, but mm-hmm. it is a thing. And also a fun fact about hair and chemo, uh, when your hair starts to regrow, it frequently regrows. It gr- grows back as like a totally different color and texture. Yeah. Like, at least for a while until it gets yeah, back Yeah, Jessica's normal. hair came back in like really soft and like curlier than it was before. Yeah, it was curly. It was It so was cute. really different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stunning. It can be very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other distinct structure when we say hair is the shaft. There we go. Which is the hard filamentous part that extends above the skin surface. So like a uh, hair. blue like part. hair. <laughs> A cross-section of the hair shaft may be divided into roughly three zones. So we're starting from the outside. And there is a diagram on the drive, which will be on the blog if you want to follow along. Yes, I do want to follow along. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Don't look at the other pictures and spoil it. I mean, I can't make that promise since they're all on the same screen. You can look at them, but just don't (laughs) scream and spoil it. Okay. So starting from the outside, we have the cuticle which consists of several layers of flat, thin cells laid out overlapping one another. So, like, think of roof shingles. Like, think of, like, all of those uh, TV commercials from, like, 97 where it showed the shingles, like, being repaired in the hair follicle by the shampoo. Or like a a snake, like the body of a snake, like Uh the scales. So then the second layer as we're going in is the cortex, which contains the keratin bundles in cell structures 
And these are what retain that like rod, like the straight, the you know, the rod like shape. Okay. The carrots. Got it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the carrot cake. And then the medulla is a disorganized and open area at the fi- at the fiber's center. So it's just kind of, it's like the core of the hair. And it's the medulla is not always present in all types of hairs. And we will get to it. Interesting. Is that what differentiates like head hair and pubes? We'll get to it. <gasps> we'll get to it. So the cortex contains melanin, which uh, colors the fiber based on the number, type, and distribution of the melanin granules. Mm -hmm. The shape of the fiber is related to the shape of the hair. So, for example, round hair fibers create more straight hair, and oval or other shaped fibers produce wavy or curly hair. And, like, if you're thinking forensically, you can determine, um, like, ethnicity of a suspect, for example, based on the 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 shape of the fibers hmm. but that's probably the limit of what you can determine and we will get to it mm-hmm. uh no and we will get to it also oh wow <laughs> based on the <laughs> well, hair not the like dna but the hair already fighting oh, they're yeah, already yeah, yeah, fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you're right so if it's yeah. if you're just looking at it under a microscope and again we'll get to it in my segment if you're just looking at hair under a microscope, that is about the only thing you can tell from it. Right. Okay. Visually. Um, okay. So when you have greasy hair, it's still, it's still wet on top hair. Okay. Well, <laughs> do we really need to air all of our dirty laundry on this show? <laughs> Not great. No. but It's fine. It's pretty funny, though. This is what happened. So... <laughs> I was a sophomore in high school, pretty sure, yes. and was yes. a, was a big nerd. Studied. It was a lot. the year you got to go to prom early. Remember? Yeah, because I mm-hmm. was dating a junior, which right. I, and I totally don't deeply regret that dating choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, we all regret it on your behalf. <laughs> we all but regret anyway, everyone we dated our sophomore year. It's fine. Big nerd, studied all the time, was in a lot of activities, didn't have a ton of time for self care. Okay. You did mm. letter in debate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, went to school one day wearing like, you know, a sweatsuit, basically. <laughs> And my hair up in a, a, ba- a messy bun, as you do, as I currently am doing. Oh, yeah. And my boyfriend at the time in the morning at school was like, oh, did you just get out of the shower? Your hair is still wet on top. And like <laughs> padded my hair. Oh, no. And it was not wet from the shower. It You're was blonde. It shows up better. Grease. You also have very grease thick lightning. hair. Mm-hmm. You have very thick blonde hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That basically holds, like, a good look for, like, six hours. Yeah. 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 It's gonna show. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Then I discovered baby powder, and then I discovered dry shampoo. Like, dry shampoo. Like a decade later. This is was, the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. Why did no one... Apparently, dry shampoo has existed for millennia, and, like, no, no one, one... told us. No one fucking told us about it. Oh, yeah. us blondes have been using baby powder well, right. for a long time. The baby powder trick has also been in my repertoire yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. But like actual dry shampoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
The Aveda Puff Puff. Ooh, oh, I like that. I love the Aveda. I really love the living proof, if I'm being mm. honest. Hashtag okay. not an ad. Hashtag wish this was an ad. We got to stop saying <laughs> brand names that we actually love because they need to fucking pay us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so when you have greasy hair, that is actually a fatty secretion that lubricates the hair as well as a product of about 2 million small tubular glands that produce sweat and other watery fluids. So like sebum, anyone? Oh, yep. yes. Love a good Gentleman's sebum. relish. <laughs> Ew. Um, so these fluids like evaporate and then cool your head. Mm. It's They're useful. You, you need them. Mm-hmm. I love it. For when you're, you know, farming or whatever. <laughs> the hair follicles, like the part attached to your head is technically the only living portion of the hair. Everything else exhibits no biochemical activity and is considered dead. Well, yeah. Hard same. (laughs) The follicle (laughs) consists of the bulb, which produces the hair shaft itself, followed by the sebaceous glands that produce the oil, and the erector pili muscles. The erector set. The erector, the erect, okay. There are muscles in the hair? Yeah, it makes you your push hair, it out. It makes your hair stand up. So that's what goosebumps are. Oh, so you could you no could call way. you could call goosebumps your erector pili reaction. Oh, so what? because when your when your hair stands up, it creates a heat trapping layer on the skin, like over the skin, like it lifts up for a second and then it like kind of relaxes and then it's like heat is trapped under it. So really, you don't have chills when you get goosebumps. You have heat. Well, you have chills, which prompt the reaction, which in turn is is supposed to warm you back up. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm following this for sure. I'm entranced. Amanda's already confused, so good luck for the rest of this. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Okay, so there are two different types of hair on the developed human body. We've got vellus hair, which is the hair on your arms, legs, face, basically your whole external body except for your lips, the back of the ear, the palm of the hand, the sole of the foot, some external genital areas, penis, uh, the navel and scar tissue. Those are pretty much the only places that don't have vellus hair. Okay. The density of hair, which... Obviously, the number of hair follicles per area of skin varies from person to person. I don't know about your partners, but my partner has the most bizarre, sparse, like back <laughs> hair. Hair patterns. It's like a it's like a perfect quarter inch between every single hair. Like Bill is like a beautiful ass- hairless cat, except yeah. for like Two patches. Yeah, Zach is not hairy. It, it's great. Corey's sparsely hairy, but then like his calves are smoother than a baby's asshole. It's yeah. insane. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. I don't know. I would kill a man for those calves. Seriously. <laughs> they're shiny. They look like they're made of glass. Amazing. They're really bizarre. And you can't even get laser hair removal if you're blonde, really. It doesn't, like, work. So it Mm-mm. connects to, the, like, the melanin in the hair. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it only really works on dark hair. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Sucks. 
pubes though? Do you have blonde pubes? Do the curtains match the drapes? Oh, I don't really care as much about the pubes. I just hate, I just hate shaving my legs. Oh, legs. Yeah. yeah. I basically just don't shave my legs. I do it like maybe once a month. Well, yeah, you definitely Max. don't have to. I personally like mm-hmm. the feeling of them shaved and hate the act of shaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or waxing. We'll never do that again. One and done. Mm. Not my mm. thing. Oh. Remember when I destroyed my pubis with an at-home waxing kit? <laughs> yes, I do. The fact that it's like survived Recovered. that infection. Yeah, it wasn't infected. It was just severely bruised. <laughs> oh, the bruising is so real. The I, bruising. I brought. I bought some... Uh, Super simple, modern, at-home no, bikini waxing strips. Uh, yep. Again, not naming the brand. Yep. And Is I it based on a bird? Yep. And Those I, are the ones I use. And I did it in the bathroom because we were going to go uh, to a swimming pool. This was a while ago again. Yep. And Corey was in the room and I was in the bathroom and I was like, okay, I'm going to go try this. Like, I feel like an esthetician. Ugh. And then I went in the bathroom and he just heard me go, Oh my god! <laughs> yep. I did if not you don't do the like other side. stretch the skin properly, like there's a very specific technique, and that is why you should have an esthetician wax you. I, I don't not. mind getting waxed by a professional, no. but I will never do it myself ever again. It's I so was, painful, and I only I, did my legs. If it's uh, done right, I actually, I actually kind of like it. Yeah, it feels like a little bad. little spank. It's actually, it's really not bad if you do it right and bad. if you take an Advil beforehand. I don't doing know, it at home, Maybe I'm just not, a baby about it, but it was mm-hmm. not. I will not ever. I feel like legs are worse than pubes. Well, there's a lot more area. Ugh. No. I wouldn't want to get my legs waxed. No, I no, was. No. I had booked in to get the full legs, like calves and thighs, both legs. And after my lady did one calf, she was like, I'm not doing your thighs. And I was like, okay. (laughs) You shrieked too loudly. But I'm still charging you for everything. (laughs) Probably. I was just so happy to get out of there alive. (laughs) A good wax is nothing to shake a stick at. But do not do it in your bathroom without thoroughly reading the instructions and without being fully fucking prepared to be bruised to shit for like my 48 vagina hours. was purple yeah for like two and a half weeks it was I didn't so realize I had flamed i didn't realize i had blood vessels there to yeah burst. it looked like my whole pussy was like a blood blister <laughs> 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 and it was like right before me and bill's anniversary trip to florida <laughs> it's always before like a romantic event yeah. or vacation or both yeah. and i was like with the lights off for the love of God. <laughs> Invest in a professional. <laughs> Dear you had to Jesus. get like a swing so that there wouldn't be any pressure on it. <laughs> <laughs> it did after like a day, it didn't hurt anymore. It just looked horrible. <laughs> like a grape. But yes, a, a like punct- clusters a of punctured grapes. grape. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dipped my crotch in strawberry jam and stained. Okay, Concord gray. That's how they. That's how they make newborn babies look like newborns in movies. Grape jelly. What? Oh, 
<laughs> what about because cheese? Just cottage cheese. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the cheese, y'all. We'll get okay. to the cheese. I got to keep going. We've got a long journey. Oh, no. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Each strand of vellus hair is usually less than two millimeters long, and the follicle is not connected to a sebaceous gland. So it's like the peach. It's like the it's like your arm hair. It's like peach mm-hmm. fuzz. That shit doesn't sweat and get greasy. It's also very fine. There's no melanin mm. in it. Like, you know, it's this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, there it's, can be melanin in it, but not for everyone. Oh, you're right. I was I'm thinking about something else. Yes, there can be melanin in it, but it's not connected. It doesn't have any sebaceous glands. Right. Okay. Okay. So the other type of hair is terminal hair, which is the hair that grows on your head and also your crotch and pits. Mm-hmm. Pubic hair. These hairs are longer and darker than vellus hairs. Terminal Ooh, also hair. probably chin. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think they can kind of crop up. Yeah. Sneak up on you. Oh, yeah. Terminal hair also has all three layers that we talked about earlier, while vellus hairs do not have the medulla. So okay. just as that's what I was thinking of, not the that melanin, center. It's the medulla. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That center, which, uh, yeah, doesn't really do anything. It's just the middle. Whatever. So actually, <laughs> there are three types of hair. I'm so excited. Okay. The third of which is my fucking favorite, Lanugo. Oh, God. So Kenyon has her cocktail party story about those corpse dolls, and I have my fun factoids about Lanugo. She sure does. I have never heard this. Well, you will never be able to unhear this, so (laughs) get ready. Great. (laughs) I think the most extreme reaction I've ever gotten was once upon a time I was at brunch with Kenyon and her husband. (laughs) And I, and I, I, somehow this came up. I don't remember why, but I explained what Lanugo is to Jason Lanugo. He's a, he's a teacher. I don't know why. This sent him over the edge, but he almost like gagged. Like he had, he had to tell me to stop. Studies. Yeah, he's not a biology teacher, and also leave he, him alone. He can't. He's he not deals into with this children. Stuff. Why? I, why this was his tipping point will forever mystify me. He almost he almost puked up his aperol spritz. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> okay, so Lanugo is a very thin, very soft, unpigmented hair that grows on fetuses in the womb. It's oh, fur. Yeah. It's, it, it's used- fetus fur. I remember this. So they basically eat it and then like their first hey, shit. Hey, 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 okay, hey, hey, hey. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Rude. This is your thing. Sorry. Yeah. It usually appears around 16 weeks and is abundant by 20 weeks, which is about five months. There are photos on the drive of like ultrasounds of these horrifying babies. babies. Instead of gender reveal parties, which are stupid, we should do Lanugo reveal parties. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Around six to eight months, the Lanugo is shed and the baby eats it. Yep. But also technically drinks it because yep. it gets like shed into that amniotic fluid. And then the, like that's what the baby like that's what the baby consumes. So it gives the baby protein for energy to like be born. And it is one of the reasons why the baby's first dump, which is called meconium, is so fucked up looking. It really is. Yeah. So Lanugo also serves to make sure that that disgusting cream cheese sticks to the baby's body. That during be, birth that should be illegal i realize that people are 
excited about having babies and and more power to them. And I would like to have babies one day as well. And I know I will be excited, but I also know I vow not <laughs> to share photos of the baby covered, yeah, I don't covered in the cream cheese. No, Baby's I don't want to see the photo. cheese. No, 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 no. No, 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 it's no. not beautiful to anyone but those whose genes. Yep, I will are in tolerate it. looking at your child after it's wiped. Wipe it down, bathe it, whatever. Honestly, wait mm-hmm. six months before you take a photo. <laughs> I Honestly, would prefer two years. Eighteen. <laughs> Let them really plump up. If we're really shooting for the stars here, let's say eighteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Years, not months. Years. I, oh, yeah, years. I like a newborn, even if it looks like, you know, Ross Perot, but just no no <laughs> fetal cheese. No, Can't the cheese. It. No. So the cheese is is it's it's really important to the baby's health, but like not to my it's not it's not <laughs> really a personal preference. Detrimental to my mental health. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the lanugo also protects the baby's developing skin from the amniotic fluid, which I can imagine is like maybe a little acidic. It's probably not Could great be. for a baby to be like marinating in the same shit for Could nine get, months. Get so pruny, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. As you look at your nails. <laughs> <laughs> I did take a long Could bath get today. Pruny, I so. guess. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, lanugo is often found on teratomas which are those tumors that have like teeth and hair and personalities and shit that they like extract from your body. (laughs) Those twins. So they're not able to drink the lanugo. So it just rests on the, on the twin. Yeah. I mean the, the, that, the, the teratoma twin, the TT is Mm -hmm. developing the same components of a, of a fully formed fetus, which I suppose would include those like follicles that sprout the, Lanugo. All right, we might I'm have good. to move on. I'm good. <laughs> okay. You lost me at sprout. <laughs> okay, so on average, the lifespan of a human hair is two to seven years. Hmm. The hair on our scalp goes through three phases, the first of which the, is the anagen phase, which is when the hair is actively growing, usually between two and seven years before the bulb grows dormant. Blech. Blech. The bulb, the bulb. So, like ninety percent of the hair on your head at any given time is in the antigen phase. So it's mm-hmm. like growing out. Mm-hmm. Then okay. we have the catagen phase, which is when the hair stops growing and detaches from the blood supply, the bulb, and it's it's still attached to the head, but it's not it's not actively growing, and that's what's called a club hair. Hmm. You can find it in the club. Yeah. Bottles full of bub, mama, it got what you need. <laughs> Bottles full of bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some club hair in my day. That's for sure. And then the last is the telogen phase, which begins with a resting period of about three months when the club hair is just hanging out while the new hair begins to grow underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then that hair falls out the club so hair that's like natural shed yeah the natural shed exactly and every hair is basically at like a different, a different stage. stage and that's why your hair is not just coming out in clumps every mm-hmm. like seven years yep mm-hmm. so my next sentence is all of these phases happen at the same time so that you don't just go bald all at once oh okay. got it mm-hmm. got it 
So Nina Jablonski, author of Skin, A Natural History, suggests, suggests that about 2.5 million years ago, the genus Homo arose in East Africa. They developed new hunting techniques, which led to a more protein-rich diet, resulting in larger body and brain sizes. These combined with intensified daytime hunting and also near the equator meant that they needed a way to dispel body heat quickly, which led to less body hair and also like sweating. Oh, oh so like primates don't sweat? I mean, all animals sweat differently. For example, cats and dogs sweat through their noses and their mm. mouths. Like dogs sweat through like their yeah. tongue. They're like, yeah. Got but it. they all, I mean, uh, they all, they all sweat differently. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but yeah, b- humans sweating and also humans having less body hair was strictly because of new hunting techniques, more meat, different hunting rituals because of more meat. And okay, that's okay. like, yeah, that's how that happened. Uh, neoteny, which is the slowing of physiological traits for evolutionary reasons. And by evolutionary reasons, I mean like the attraction of mates. Mm-hmm. occurred in our prehistoric past, giving males in general longer, coarser, thicker, darker hair, while females in general do not have that, leaving their vellus hairs more visible than their that thick hair. And that thicker hair is produced because of testosterone. Hmm. So okay, like okay. chicken and egg, I don't know how this like all kind of worked out, right. but that's the, the, this Over where we are enough today. time, that's yeah. how it shook out. Yep. A chemistry occurs. Yeah. A chemistry occurs. <laughs> testosterone. And that is why Amanda is attracted to such hairy men. Truth. <laughs> Bill's like not hairy enough, so I won't <laughs> let him cut his hair. He's got long hair. He has long, gorgeous hair. And if he cuts it, this relationship <laughs> is over. <laughs> So just to touch briefly on the forensic side of hair, which I'm kind of hoping that we'll have a full episode about in the future because there's a lot to talk about. But um, the idea that shed telogen hair, so like that rootless hair, that naturally shedded hair, Mm -hmm. has no nuclear DNA isn't exactly true. Oh. Before DNA sequencing came along, FBI examiners used a microscope, Kenyon, to try mm-hmm. and link a suspect to a crime scene by just like looking at those hairs, just visibly, visually comparing hairs, which comparing wasn't like, great, and we yeah, will get to not it. great comparing like just the physical characteristics of the hair, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yep. Just eyeballing it, just eyeballing. Sure, it. really close up eyeballing it. Not mm-hmm. subjective at all. Mm-mm. So by 2015, which like fucking took you long enough, the FBI concluded that at least 90% of these microscopic hair analyses included errors. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So today, yep. today we can use several different kinds of tests to determine links, forensically speaking. So first we have mitochondrial DNA sequencing. Amanda, you can go to sleep now. Okay. <laughs> This can determine the maternal lineage of the suspect. It is not the most helpful because the results would be the same for a grandmother as her grandchild. So this Mm -hmm. mitochondrial DNA is only passed down through the females for the most part. There are exceptions, but it's mostly through the females 
And it's like not really that specific. Like you could maybe determine that they were in the same family, but not okay. this is Who your person. in the family it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. This type of testing can also determine the species that the hair came from if investigators aren't certain that it's human or if they need to determine like what what animal it did come from. It can be very hard to determine. Like my hair and Josie's hair look remarkably <laughs> shockingly similar. <laughs> Blondes do have more fun. Well, okay. Kenyon, I was thinking of that time we were at uh, uh, Crime Con, and you, we had three hotel rooms, and Kenyon and I were right next to each other. And I texted her, and I was like, Forensic Files is on Channel 28. <laughs> and she was like, I'm already the watching dog. it. And I was like, the pug, the pug, the, pug, the, the, the pug. hair of the pug on the tire of the getaway car, like, cracked the case. It's uh, always a dog, or it's always an animal hair, or like, a, a carpet fiber. Oh, yeah. yeah. They the love their fibers. Yep. Uh-huh. Or a rope fiber, a nylon rope fiber. Some sort of fiber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that shitty red fiber on the carpet shitty of like carpet. an Oldsmobile. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Life must have gotten a lot harder for investigators like after 94 when carpets <laughs> stopped being so crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like when the period of time when like all carpets looked like the New York subway seat covers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What do we do with, with forensics Everything in the is age like of beige now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, hopefully it's balanced out by like, you know, better technology. Yeah. Okay, so next up we have nuclear DNA analysis, and this has a lot of science-y words in it, so I just pasted it from uh, this article from the International Symposium on Human Identification, which was ishy.com. <laughs> Ish. Ish. <laughs> Quote, nuclear DNA can be found in any nucleated cell in the body from saliva to bone to teeth as well as hair. A small amount of DNA is amplified using a technique known as polymerase chain reaction, PCR, that makes ample copies of few targets known as short tandem repeats or STRs. An STR profile is unique for each individual and is used to search against databases like CODIS to find a match. So while it's definitely possible to get a profile from extracted nuclear DNA from a an organically shed hair, the DNA inside by that point has usually become highly degraded during the formation of the hair shaft itself. So it's Mm -hmm. not perfect. You might not be able to get a good profile. So that's why like they want to collect as many hairs as possible because the odds of getting a really good result from any one hair is actually pretty low using this. If it's shed, if it isn't like pulled out at the root. Well, all all I'm talking about now is just a shed hair. Yeah. Because huh. usually uh, it, at a crime scene, unless there was like hair pulling. Sure. The You're going to deal with that, m- a lot of shed. Yeah. Not necessarily sense. a lot of pull. If you I have could never that, commit a crime because of the shed factor. Oh, you have hair. Yeah. I feel, mm. I feel like your hair is in my house and you're like 800 <laughs> miles away. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, they would be able to tell everywhere I've set foot for the last seven <laughs> years. If I lose hair in a, on a surface that, like, <laughs> gets moisture, it also leaves a blue stain. <laughs> <laughs> so I also should not commit a crime because there is a, there's a, there's a Hansel and Gretel, like, trail. <laughs> 
what if you been- are like wearing white and caught in like a rainstorm? Do you there- get like if it's if it's downpoury enough, I will have blue bleed. When I go, if I like bike and stuff, and I get really sweaty, I'll pull my hair up, and there's like the back of my neck is just blue. It's like Smurf blue. I make a lot of sacrifices for this fucking hair. People. I'm shook. Y'all don't even know what this takes. Didn't you destroy a bathtub when we were on tour? At least sure one last summer. Sure, almost did. <laughs> but guess she what? She spent like a whole morning like scrubbing yeah, that Airbnb like, bathtub. You had to like go out for It was an actual hotel and it was in Seattle. And no, I did not get fined. I checked. <laughs> we're fine. And I didn't. That was me fucking up because I was like, I'm just going to do a touch up color really quick. It's like the toward the end of tour. It's going to be a good four weeks before I can get into the salon. I'll just do a touch-up. Nope. LOL. <laughs> I ruined every towel in there. Jokes the on, towels were blue. Jokes on blue. Jokes on blue. <laughs> okay. But I cleaned the tile and the backsplash and the sink and the tub and the walls. So it we're fine. Was, it, was, it was a crime scene. It was a bloodbath. It was a smurf bloodbath. <laughs> it was bad. It was a blued bath. Okay. It's a blue bath. <laughs> you blued yourself. You blew. I blew myself. Hardcore. <laughs> I blewed myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. So like we were saying, yes, if a hair was tugged out and it still had that bulb attached, that is, again, the only living part of the hair. So that would have like DNA in it. Sure. But sure, that's sure, 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 usually sure. not the case. So um, the third type of analysis that they use um, – this is also pasted in. It says, last but not least, other groups of researchers focus on proteomics, and that is the study of proteins to locate genetically variant peptides or GVPs for human identification. Since DNA degrades relatively faster than proteins, examining the later molecule can complement a partial DNA profile. So this is kind of like a combination of... Of analyses mm-hmm. here. Sure, 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 A group of scientists at the National Institute of Standards and Technology had recently, and this was published in November 2019, so still fairly recently. Yeah, that's recent. Yeah, uh, published a paper on the identification of GVPs in human hair keratin, carrot cake, and discussed the potentials of combining different methods to cover a higher number of variations. So, like I just said, it's a combo. Maybe they have like three different hairs. You can run different tests. They're yep. taking what they can get. Mm-hmm. God bless them. God mm-hmm. bless them. So just to round us out here, here are some fun facts about human hair. And also some of these are from maneandtail.com. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that about cats? That. Horses. horses. There's a horse oh. shampoo called Mane and Tail that's like really It's popular. meant for like horse girls with like long thick hair. <laughs> well, it's meant for actual horses, but yes, people but, uh, use it. But people use it. It's yeah. marketed to people for yeah. their own hair. Right. Hair grows faster in warmer weather because it stimulates hair growth. Oh. Hmm. Facial hair grows faster than other hair on the body. Sure Correct. does. The five o'clock shadow is real. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person, an average person has uh, up to, sorry, an average person has about 100,000 to 150,000 hair strands on their head. 
Oh, so I wow. have about three hundred thousand. So yeah, triple I have that. about three hundred. <laughs> This Do I count maj- before or after the parts that have been installed? <laughs> Your natural part. This is most of my hair. <laughs> yeah, I just have like one hair that I wrap around my head repeatedly to make it look like a whole head of hair. Like Donald Trump. Yes. <laughs> On average, we lose 50 to 100 strands of hair per day from the scalp. Yep. Also triple that, okay? Mm-hmm. Hair grows about one centimeter every month. Like, what's a centimeter, though, honestly? Wow. There's it, no that way to know. doesn't seem like that fast. Depends no. on the person. I think it also so, depends on the time. This is all averaging. This is all mane and tail. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's probably wrong. <sighs> Gray hair happens because of a buildup of hydrogen peroxide as the follicles age. And red hair typically doesn't go gray, but rather becomes like a sandy blonde and then white. Wow. Okay. lucky. I like that. Mm -hmm. I have one gray that's popping up right in the front, and it's really shiny. I haven't found any grays yet, but I did find a chin hair the other day that was exciting. Oh, plucking out a really thick chin hair feels Mm -hmm. so fucking Very satisfying. And then you look at the bulb. See? And then there's like a hole in your chin after. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's like my favorite. Uh, Okay. Plucking it out is my favorite. Finding it is my least favorite. Hair is the second second fastest growing tissue after bone marrow. Oh, hmm. cool. Wet hair can stretch an extra 30%. Mm-hmm. So like when you go get your hair, like you get your wash and your hair cut, they always mm-hmm. like kind of cut it. They, I feel like they always warn you that it's going to shrink up after they cut it. Like if your hair right. is wet and they're cutting it and you're like, oh, I want it a little shorter. They're like, no, you don't. Well, yeah. that probably also depends on the person's ethnicity and the type of hair because, like, shrinkage can can vary a lot. Oh, shrinkage I'm sure. and stretch can vary a all lot of this with is, moisture. All of this is very generalized. Like, right. Yeah. I it's all going to be subject to your own individual hair type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A strand of hair is stronger than a copper wire with the same diameter. Wow. Mm-hmm. All of the hair follicles you'll ever have were formed before you were in the womb for five months. A five-month-old fetus. 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 Certain Certain (sighs) drugs. So you always heard that rumor like, oh, if you do ecstasy, it'll live in your hair forever or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. I never heard that. Mm. Well, they can test hair for drugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the hair follicle test is the most accurate one, but it usually only goes back like a si- within like six months or so. Uh, it's actually not the follicle. It is the hair itself. Certain- right, but they call it a hair follicle test. Well, I know that they're testing the strand and that you get different times throughout each section of the strand, but it's called a hair follicle test. So certain drugs do live in your hair. For example, morphine, cocaine, nicotine, heroin, and amphetamines they go through your bloodstream and they settle into the hair's melanin. You can also find marijuana in those tests. Shit, man. Those were just examples. Uh-huh. And I'm then just saying, they, I'm just saying, they it's do, expanding. They do grow out so they can have an idea of like how recently you did those drugs. Mm-hmm. But of course, that is like, a lot of, that is too much information for of course, like, somebody to have. Blood tests are more accurate and like more relevant, frankly. So they don't really do hair tests that often. Well, mm-hmm. blood tests are more accurate for finding out if they were like 
recent. inebriated within a very, very recent time frame. But a lot of hair follicle tests are actually commonly used in like criminal cases or situations where like recovery is part of your or like access to part, resources or right. It, yeah. Or where absence is abstinence from drugs or alcohol is like part of your uh, what is it? Parole. Mm-hmm. Because then they do need to know like, oh, when in the la- historically in the last six months you've used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they just have really different uses, right. but they are really common. You can also determine almost anything by a person's hair except for their gender. Nice. Mm. An entire head's worth of hair can support up to two tons. And I will say that does not mean that your scalp can support that. Just the hair. Just the hair yeah. itself. If so you don't, were able like, you to like, net. take the hairs and like make them into some kind of rope. Make a net. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like when you try to rip a phone book in half. It's kind right. of the same principle, but people yeah. are like scalped by like a, some hair being caught in like machinery or something. Right. It's not that hard to actually rip your whole scalp off, turns out. Oh, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, add com- that to I'm comforted. The, add yeah. that to the phone book of fears <laughs> and anxieties. Your list of nightmares. Uh, black is the most hom- common hair color, and red is the most rare at about 1% globally. Wow. The average lifespan of an eyelash is 150 days, unless you're I constantly wish. grooming them out like Kenyon. Yeah. Like you're always tugging My yours out. My eyelashes took... You guys have to keep me strong and make sure that I never go back to Do the fake, fake eyelashes. Same. Mrs. They, Evenson. They, one, looked ridiculous on me, and two, I no, could they not looked good. Them. They looked good. However, if you stop doing it or if you slow down, they look insane. Do a and tint then you instead. Have to, yeah. Do a tint and lift instead. But also, yeah. like, I, when I when I broke up with my eyelash gal, you have the Isma like missing yeah. chunks. Mine ripped took, well, out all of my natural lashes. Basically, I had no eyelashes yes. for like two months. So mm-hmm. when I broke up with my eyelash gal, I was actually taking biotin every single night for like two months, and that helped so much. Mm-hmm. The biotin. Mm-hmm. I don't Mine know are what finally it is, back to but... normal, and I just need to like. Not go there ever again. They're stunning. Lift and tint, baby. Lift Mm -hmm. and tint. Bend and snap. Okay, two more. The word shampoo comes from the Hindu Urdu word champna, which means to knead or to massage. Okay. And the longest female hair uh, was measured at 18 feet, five and a half inches from the head of Xie Jioping, who grew wow. it out for over 30 years. Too long. Oh, my word. Literally I too long. For that. I mean, some of the hairs on the backs of my thighs are probably 33 years old because I can't hair ab- reach them. <laughs> Any hair above <laughs> my knee and below my crotch is probably 33 years old. Right, right. I yeah. think I've shaved above my knee like my whole leg once Maybe in once. my entire life. Yeah, the no-go zone. It's really hard to reach, okay? It's not worth it. Who cares? All right. Anyway, that's well, my seg. Good wow. job. I learned a ton. Very thorough. Thank you. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors, Nair and Waxing. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is a world of entertainment options out there. Trust me, I have like mm-hmm. depleted my Netflix like queue. <laughs> yup. And by that we mean there's a lot of compelling international shows that you may be missing out on. It is not all selling sunset, people. Yeah. It's time who to, knew? Who knew? It's time to burst that domestic TV bubble and check out Acorn TV. Mm-hmm. Acorn TV is a commercial-free streaming service that is rooted in British television. Hello. <gasps> yes. Who knew British TV was so engaged and entertaining? It's so good. It's so good. It, Acorn TV is home to sophisticated and artful storytelling with top-rated mysteries, addicting dramas, heartfelt mm. comedies, and so much more. On Acorn TV, you can find top-notch performances from TV favorites, including David Tennant, Olivia Coleman, Sandra O, oh, OMG, uh, Tandy Newton. Yes. Love. And if you can't get enough of suspenseful crime dramas like us, then catch up on Acorn TV original Mystery Road. Hailed a visual knockout by the New York Times, Mystery Road takes place in the stunning Australian outback where a detective and local cop, (laughs) played by Oscar nominee Judy Davis, ever heard of her, team up to investigate the mysterious disappearance of two boys. But solving the case could expose other crimes that haunt the town. Mystery Road returns for a second season in October, opening up a new thriller in a town where the desert meets the ocean. A compromised archaeological dig and a headless corpse reveal explosive secrets about the town's controversial past. Is there more perfect Halloween viewership? No. I don't think so. I always find something new to watch on Acorn TV because it's loaded with thousands, yes, I said thousands of hours (laughs) of binge-worthy content. And you can stream Acorn TV on all of your favorite devices for just $5.99 a month. And let me tell you that $5.99 a month is worth it just for Yorkshire Vet. Yorkshire Vet is I can't. Stunning, a stunning piece of cinematic just accomplishment. It's so heartwarming and so good. I I love it. It's so cute. Okay. So escape to Britain and beyond without leaving your seat. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code GALS. That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get your first 30 days for free and treat your TV watching. That's right. When was the last time you gave any thought to your bed frame? Like the frame, not the mattress. Like maybe you thought about it when you bought your mattress because like they threw it in for free. Mm-hmm. Well, you got what you paid for mm-hmm. with that free bed frame. Yeah. And there is no way that ugly hunk of metal fits your lifestyle. Give your bed and your whole bedroom an upgrade with the bed by Thuma. Thuma has spent years and thousands of hours creating the perfect platform bed frame for modern living. It's super supportive for your mattress, breathable, and made to naturally minimize noise. So no more giving away what you're up to when your (laughs) in-laws are in town. Okay? Or them giving away what they're into. What they're up to. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Worse and also great. Great. You need this bed frame. Especially if it's going in a guest bedroom, which is exactly where mine is going. So I'm really glad to have that information. (laughs) The bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door and takes about five-ish minutes to assemble with no tools. God bless. God bless. Do not not make me use a tool. It couldn't be easier. And believe it or not, 
Z-Bed helps create space. There's nine inches of clearance between the bed and the floor. That's plenty of room for just about anything you need to tuck away so you can actually have storage underneath that bed. Oh, yeah. Like winter sweaters. Like, yeah. You got you to gotta put that stuff somewhere. Thuma, Seriously. Thuma has high standards for both craftsmanship and aesthetics because each bed is handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality, upcycled, walnut-colored wood. So classic. Gorge. You'll mm-hmm. find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The minimalist design helps elevate the look of your entire bedroom. I love that so much. Yeah. And Thuma doesn't just talk the talk about being eco-friendly. They work with One Tree Planted, not to be confused with mm. One Tree Hill. Uh, but I love the juxtaposition of both of these. I'm obsessed with both. So they work with uh-huh. One Tree Planted to plant one tree for every bed frame sold. Their net carbon zero and the bed is Green Guard certified, which means a cleaner, healthier home. So, oh, I love that. Uh-huh. Upgrade your space with the bed by Thuma. And right now, for a limited time, you can get free shipping on your order. Go to thuma.co slash gals. That's T H U M A dot C O slash G A L S to get the bed by Thuma shipped right to your door for free. Thuma.co slash gals. Treat your bed. Trade it. Are we ready for my case? No. Oh, okay. I went back to my roots. (laughs) Uh, uh. (laughs) And um, literally just came up with that on the spot. I'm very proud of myself. I could tell because it wasn't written out in your notes. um, (laughs) Went with a sad case. So. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) In Springfield, Massachusetts, back in November 1985. A horrible crime took place. Oh, geez. 78-year-old Mary Prekop was asleep in her bed around four in the morning when a burglar entered her home and raped her. No. Off to a terrible start. Terrible start. It's disgusting that that's even... Get right into it. Speaking of lists of nightmares, when someone can just enter your home and rape you, and there's like nothing you can... someone could just enter your home... Period. I mean, yeah. yeah it's just like it's, it's uh, home invasions are my it. home invasions are number up there. one. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it was the middle of the night. She first had awoken to the sound of her dog barking, and she went down to her kitchen to check it out. Couldn't see anything. Nothing was going on. She like sat in her living room for a while to see if it would come back. So clearly, some she heard something, and it like did spook her. Sure. Waited for a while, then decided to return to bed, but she brought a stick with her for protection. Wow. Fell back asleep. A stick, like from the outside? I don't know, some sort of some sort of something. Okay. Yeah, yardstick? Yeah. Who knows? We have a golf club next to the bed, just in case. Have had for years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, went fell back asleep and then four in the morning. Whoever had been, a, you know, snooping around came back. Oh, that's sad. Oh, Jesus. And Mary was not the only victim. At the time, a rash of similar crimes, so home invasions, including sexual assaults against elderly women, was oh. ongoing in the area. And it led many to draw parallels to the Boston Strangler case. Yes, a, I listened to that podcast. Totally. It's so good. It's I mean, so that case good. is good. 
terrible, but oh, yes. It's a horrifying case, but the podcast is very well done, Boston Strangler or Stranglers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, in the 60s, and now we're in the mid 80s. Yep. But the Boston Strangler was never caught. So who knows? Well, there's a very, very likely suspect. Yeah. That's true. It's not the it's not the Boston Strangler, but putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, Mary Prickup survived the attack and was able to give a description of her assailant. The description was, quote, a clean shaven man with dark wavy hair wearing a blue jacket, dark pants and white sneakers. Okay, that's a good description. It's a good descript. The case received a lot of law enforcement and media attention from the start, obviously, like sexual assaults against elderly women and a bunch of them is right. rare and horrific and mm-hmm. going to receive attention. I couldn't find much info about the first few weeks of the investigation until... On December 7th, 1985, 17-year-old George Perot. I don't know if it's Perot or Parrot. I tried to find a video. I couldn't find a video that pronounced his name. Should we go with Parrot? I like Parrot. George it's probably Parrot. Perot, but let's go with Parrot. Yeah. Parrot was arrested after snatching a purse from someone at a Denny's restaurant. Which, Fucking like, rude. <laughs> PSA, if you are snatching purses or Don't like- Don't snatch from a Denny's. <laughs> well, it's like, if that is what's happening in your life, if you are stealing from people at Denny's, like something Stop. has gone really <laughs> wrong and like this is rock bottom and like yep. <laughs> you need help. Like you've yep. hit rock bottom. I'm telling you it. No more justifying what you're doing. Some yep. people need to be told that they're at rock bottom. Yeah. A lot that's of people. it. You've spiraled to the bottom. Yep. So anyway, uh, he so snatched this purse at Denny's and then broke into a nearby home and got caught. So yep. er, earlier that day, he, the teen, he's 17, left his job at a construction site and began drinking heavily with some buddies. Oh, geez. He then took eight Valium. Whoa. Eight that's a lot. And survive? Mm-hmm. Should he be studied? For like- <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how. Before attempting the burglary. This is like Leo DiCaprio's uh what 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 is he taking? Like Benzo's scene in Wolf of Wall Street when he drives yeah. the car home and thinks yes. he like nailed it. Yes. I was <laughs> like, how was this guy walking, let alone like I- let alone? raping being a cat burglar that's true that's a good point wow that is a good point actually lots to unpack but so he attempts a burglary he realized that the occupants were at home and then he fled the scene went back to his house and passed out got it and it only took a couple of hours for police to find and arrest him i don't know how they knew it was him they knew it was him and they now also suspected him of the earlier Mary Prekop attack. Uh-huh. Okay. Obviously, he'd been caught in like a bungled home invasion scenario. But he also sort of like generally fit the physical description in Mary's case. But there were significant discrepancies. Okay. So Mary had guessed that the man was between 20 and 30 years old. And he's 17. Sure. 
I would which, say, like, in the eighties, and honestly, I feel like, like, from the time yeah. humans began up until like nineteen ninety, it's impossible to tell how old anyone was over the age of like twelve. Yeah, everyone looked thirty. Everyone had like an early mustache. Everyone smoked. Everyone yeah. smoked. People definitely looked older than their age back then because they were. I don't know if it's something hard. about the sepia tone of all the film in existence, or if they actually looked older. But I think I, it's because of how much general suffering people went through before yeah. the sure. age of like fourteen. Yeah, and before then on. like the existence of caller ID. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. everyone just had a horrible life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For. You had to answer the phone every time to figure out who was calling <laughs> people you. People just showed up at your door. I was not just going to say, Ugh. people just knocked on your door. Ish. You had to basically cook every meal for yourself. You had it's to a grow wonder your anyone survived. Yeah. You had to grow anyway. your own food. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you didn't have Tylenol. <laughs> it's 85. So it's. Uh, it might have had some of those things. Not convinced. <laughs> You I have had a to, hair. You had to of hair crimes. I have a hair like going like in my nose. Mill your own that. flour or whatever the fuck. <laughs> however the fuck you make Churning your own flour. He's, he was at home making soap. Yep. And <laughs> candles <laughs> by candlelight. <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, uh, he he I think like everyone else of his generation looked older than his age. I would say. And there's sure. a there's a photo of him on the dr- on the drive. You can see the Oh my god. Jowl. Oh, like the mugshot? Yes, the mugshot. I see it. Um oh, he wait, does he's not look 17. To- he does not look 17. So the age thing I kind he's of am like, yeah, fair enough. 42 minimum. Yeah. But she or also said or that- he still has his Lanugo. <laughs> <laughs> Because he hairy. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, so. Am I wrong? Mary, Mary had described her attacker as having neat hair and no facial hair. So no Lanugo. Mm. Yep, but okay. he looks like the Lanugo pictures, which will also be on the blog. Honestly. Yeah. He, he does. So George is a hairy man. And. Uh, his hair is curly. It's a bit unruly. He also has like a super gross goatee yeah, happening. It's not that good. is he has a not f- a lanuga. Like that I, is yeah. not like recent growth goatee either. His face is like a hair mask. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so hair is important for a lot of reasons in this case. So despite only very vaguely fitting the description, he is placed in a lineup. Mm-hmm. But Mary does not identify him as her rapist in the lineup. Okay. Later at trial, Mary even testified that George, quote, looked nothing like her attacker. Okay. And comments on the hair discrepancies. But uh-huh. prosecutors at trial brushed off this testimony from the victim. Yep. And were like, ah, she's old. Her memory isn't good. Oh, she she doesn't remember what he looks like. She's old, so we don't really have to do our jobs. Yeah. We're just going to push this through so we can close this case. Yeah. yeah. Classic. And, like, she did everything she could. She was like, no, really, this is this guy does not look not like it. my rapist. Can we try to find my actual rapist? That'd that be would great. be great. Yeah. Thanks. You're wasting fucking time. Still, police seemed to zero in on George 
calling him, quote, no angel, and pointing to his multiple burglary arrests that were on his record already by the time he was 17. So he definitely had had some serious run-ins with the law. He had committed burglary. He obviously was caught in December committing Mm -hmm. a burglary fucked up out of his mind. They also found it suspicious that he lived on the same street as Mary. So Mm. to them, that was a connection. Yep. After a short period in detention, George Parrott, or Perot, confessed in a written statement to uh, burglarizing Mary's home. Okay. He did not, however, confess to the rape. Right, because he didn't fucking do it. Got it. It is alleged that he was severely sleep-deprived and still under the influence of drugs and alcohol at the time of his confession. H-Valium. H-Valium. It's it's also alleged that it was beaten out of him by police when he was in custody. Mm -hmm. George later rescinded his confession, saying that he couldn't even remember signing it, and then he also provided an alibi claiming that he'd been in Battleboro, Vermont, visiting friends the night that Mary was attacked. And I'm pretty sure those friends uh, backed him up. But at the time, you know, it's the 80s. It's not like they have, like, track his cell phone or, like, Yeah, the pings. He wasn't, yeah, there weren't pings. He wasn't posting to Instagram. He was just like, yeah, I was in Vermont. And they were like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Our word against yours, and we're lazy, so we're just going to pin this all on you so we can go home by five. Yet another Mm -hmm. reason Amanda could never commit a crime. You would be pinging constantly. You would have no alibi. You'd have be caught blue-handed. I leave a digital trail, a forensic trail, (laughs) a smell trail. A blue trail, a fart (laughs) trail. A sound trail. trail, Dust cropped. An trail. (laughs) (laughs) Or crop dusted. Dust cropped. A dust crop you trail. You cropped us in the whole scene. <laughs> it's too much. So he tries to rescind the confession, but it's too late. Once you sign a confession or are said to have signed a confession, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yep. So they had the suspect, they had the signed confession, and the case went to trial in 1987 and then again in 1992. There was virtually no physical evidence tying George to the scene of the crime. Oh, good. No fingerprints, no semen, no blood. Okay. Although investigators did try to point to a small blood stain on Mary's bed, but Mary had been raped on the floor of her home, not on her bed. That still wouldn't apply. And she insisted that that particular stain that they were pointing to, which was very small, was from 14 or 15 years ago and Mm. was just like on the bedspread, whatever, and had nothing to do with her attack. She was like, that's not where I was attacked. And like, how often do you get a mosquito bite and you're like scratching it in the middle of the night and then you're just trying like a little dot in the morning? Your sheets are probably like 90% your blood after 15 years of using them. Yeah. Yeah, soaked in your blood. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing: the string of home invasions and rapes of elderly women in the area. Yeah, that didn't stop after George was arrested. It kept going. There were new victims when he was in custody. So clearly, it's not him. him. They kept him. Jesus fucking Christ! But don't worry, that's probably not relevant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're probably. It was a copycat that picked up exactly where he left off. Right. 
So given how tenuous and circumstantial all of the evidence against him was, how could it be that George Parrott was not only charged with, but also convicted of rape in both of his trials? Jesus Christ. Jesus, Joe. The prosecution's case hinged on a single strand of hair found on Mary Prekop's bed, which again, not where the rape took place. At trial, FBI agent Wayne Oakes, a self-proclaimed, quote, hair and textile fiber expert. So he's probably been on a couple episodes of Forensic Files. I was going to say, a self-proclaimed Forensic Files alum. Yeah, And this is... Probably 92? This is the 90s? This is the 1992 trial. So he actually probably was on a couple episodes of Forensic Files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He I'm going to find him. was. Testified for the prosecution that he had, quote, in his words, matched this strand of hair to George Parrott or Perot. Oh, and this geez. is 100% visual. This is 100% subjective. Yeah. This, according to the FBI in 2015, 90% likely that this is bullshit. Incorrect. Oh, yeah. We oh, yeah. we will get to it. You also aren't allowed to say matched. You can you can say is consistent with or is not consistent with. Right. right. But this He's, guy did say matched. He said matched. Yeah. Great. He also employed a plethora of scientific and forensic jargon. Like Hargon. Hargon. <laughs> um Papier mâché. Claiming that well-trained experts like himself could use the technique of hair comparison analysis to reliably distinguish individuals using either head or pubic hairs. So he was like, yep, I could, I could, that's Todd. And that (sighs) over there is Billy. I can do science that can't be done. Here we go. Yeah. A chemistry happens. Yeah. It occurs. A chemistry occurs. (laughs) Quote, Oakes went on to bombard the jury with scientific jargon referring to the medulla, the cortex, and the cuticle of the hair, likening the task of comparing individual strands to recognizing a specific person in a crowd. Nope. No. Mm -hmm. A direct quote from Oakes' testimony, quote, In 10 years, it's extremely rare I will have known hair samples from two different people I can't tell apart. Okay. What a douche. Yeah, like, if you want to suck your own dick, and I know this was the 90s at this point, but, like, start a podcast. Don't do it at a trial (laughs) where somebody's fucking life is at stake here. Yeah. Okay. Say whatever you want about yourself to get attention, but not somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Why is this guy like the Mike Boudet of hair experts? Oh my (laughs) gauntlet thrown. (laughs) Fuck that dude. (laughs) Seriously, fuck that dude. A thousand percent. Okay. But so anyway, the jury (laughs) bought it, and George was sentenced to life in prison. Fast forward nearly 27 years. Oh, good. In 2013, although it de- between 2013 and 2015. But still years after I got that parking ticket that now, or speeding <laughs> ticket, that now in 2020 has inhibited me from renewing my license. If Decades we're just after the she got that speeding ticket. 
Okay. <laughs> in, tw- in 2013, the FBI publicly admitted that they'd been wrong for decades about hair. Yeah. Yeah. The technique of microscopic hair analysis, quote, could not scientifically distinguish one individual to the exclusion of all others. Mm-hmm. So yep. you can't say this is Lucy's hair and not Amanda's hair or Madeline's right. hair or whatever. Well, Amanda's hair would be a little bit different. Well, but yeah. But natural. Forensically speaking, in a courtroom, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. And, quote, statistical weight could not be given to comparisons to suggest a likelihood that the hair derived from a specific source. So you yeah. couldn't say this Josie is... Josie or Kenyon. Well, yeah. well, no, but more... You also couldn't say this is 75... I'm 75% sure this is Lucy's hair. Or, or I'm 90% sure this is Lucy's hair. You yeah. can't give a statistical weight to that. No, all yeah. you can do is say, like, this y- analysis is consistent with. Yeah. Consistent or not consistent. It's not even yes or no. Hair. It's not right. match or no match. It's right. consistent or inconsistent. Is Which the is best. very vague. It's equivalent yep. to saying, like. Their hairs are both this, brown. This yeah. is white wine. Yeah. It is not consistent with red wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you that it's uh, it's a 2017 Pinot Grigio, Pinot Grigio. Or, or yeah, right. exactly, or from California or whatever. But but also in a jury, if you were to hear this is consistent with or like this matches up with, and then there's other you know arbitrary or circumstantial evidence, like it just shouldn't even be allowed. Like it shouldn't even be presented. It, it should only be presented as a defense, honestly, if it's not consistent. Like, yes. that could, that, that's the only time where if it's like, okay, well, there are a bunch of blonde hairs left at the scene and mm. the defendant is, you know, a, a black person with curly, dark hair. Sure. Yeah. That's inconsistent. That's a sure. good defense. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... This technique and the, quote, expert testimony that had relied on it in hundreds or perhaps even thousands of criminal cases nationwide. Yep. And at least 35 cases, which the death penalty was carried out. Yep. Oh, my Lord. And at least 50 episodes of Forensic Files. Oh, most episodes of Forensic Files, Uh honestly, which I do love. I mean, no shade to Forensic Files. They were of their time, but like. Right. Yeah. They didn't know. But anyway. No. But also, like, I don't know how many episodes of Forensic Files were just like the under the microscope hair comparisons. A lot. A lot of fibers in hair, as we said. Yeah. So anyway. This technique, this hair comparison technique is now officially known to be junk science and, quote, mm-hmm. virtually worthless. Great. Sort of in the same vein as the uh, bite, mark bite mark analysis. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. It's just not, it's Although not right. Although if you have a snaggle like mine, it's probably still admissible. Yeah, consistent I or mean, inconsistent. Again, yeah. there are like huge disparities. Like in wi- in those specific cases, they could be taken into consideration. But for sure. the most part, and in like blanket terms, no, yep. it's too Hard subjective. Pass. No. Well, if if a bite is like clearly like from a child, and your suspect is like a large adult. Mm-hmm. That would be inconsistent. Or like you you said, if it was you, blonde Kenyan, versus you, blue-haired Amanda, yes, of course. But like 
the process itself, the it right. just shouldn't be allowed. When right. it gets down into the nitty gritty or even like remotely specific mm-hmm. things, yeah. it cannot it's work. It's junk science, like yep. you said. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot more like repercussions about hair analysis in criminal convictions that we don't have time to get into in this episode, but like should be its own episode. But one of the directors of the Innocence Project summed this up quite succinctly. Quote, it was a mass disaster. So just mm-hmm. the use of this hair comparison technique in the criminal justice system is a mass disaster. There's so many cases that have to be looked at again, many of which won't be looked at again and should be some mm-hmm. where it's too late. Anyway, yeah. back to George. So still, despite the FBI's admission in July 2013, George Parrott wasn't released from prison until February 2016. So it took a good two and a half years. The system is so fucking slow, even Mm -hmm. when stuff like this comes to light. It's It's so so frustrating. And this is exactly Mm -hmm. why the death penalty should not fucking exist. Mm -hmm. It's because like science does evolve and incorrect judgments are made and then the Mm -hmm. system is so slow to overturn mm-hmm. or change and those convictions, and you have so many opportunities. Too late. You have so many opportunities for appeals, and that right. just like crams shit up. And it's yeah, like it's also um, way more fucking expensive. Conservatives, mm-hmm. yeah. so if you don't want to be spending all that fucking money, you should not mm-hmm. be about the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Also, if you hate abortion, you should hate the death penalty. There mm-hmm. is that. Okay. Yep, life I agree is life with all of the above. It's mm-hmm. also just barbaric and wrong. And haven't we moved on from this? Yeah. As like a civilization or a species. Oh, Kenyon, do you remember in seventh grade in Mrs. Lee's class, we had to argue Speaking for or against the death penalty I, in I our had, seventh grade English class? I, at the time, I, in I seventh argued, grade. I think I, oh, I forgot what I argued. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But Laura Which, Barnes Which, a reminder, my that was assigned. You couldn't yeah. choose if you were pro or con. I was also in uh, seventh grade. I'm pretty sure I was pro at the time, but I've evolved Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I don't remember so, what it was. So his conviction, he is released from prison in 2016. His conviction wasn't actually vacated, so they weren't, like, declaring him innocent. Right. Um, instead, a judge stated that he was reasonably certain that George did not commit those grave offenses, quote, and ordered a new trial. So this would be his third Prosecutors appealed the decision, but then in 2017, they decided to drop the charges against George. So that, in that moment in 2017, it's over. Okay. After his release, George filed a federal lawsuit against the Boston PD and the FBI who conducted the investigation against him, alleging that they forged his confession Mm -hmm. and planted the hair evidence against him which violated his civil rights. His his lawsuit also claims that investigators, quote, scapegoated him to quell public panic Mm -hmm. around the string of sexual assaults happening at the time. Y'all, this shit happens in, quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. police work and investigative Mm -hmm. work every fucking day. It is as common as breathing oxygen. How fucking Mm -hmm. easy is it to plant a hair at a crime Mm -hmm. scene and that Mm -hmm. single hair is the only evidence. It's wild. Mm -hmm. So, end of story, right? Of course not, because it's a Kenyan caper. (laughs) 
Canyon caper. <laughs> it's not over till mama says it's over and mama likes a twist. No. <laughs> so, I told you this case was sad. Are we ready? It's already sad. Are you fucking uh-huh. serious? Well, on January 4th, 2019, less than two years after his release uh, for a wrongful conviction, which put him in prison for three decades, George Parrott was rearrested on new rape charges. The fuck? Against who? Police in Lawrence, Massachusetts, found George and an unnamed female victim both passed out unconscious and partially clothed on a sidewalk. George's head was between the woman's legs. Like, clearly they were, like, engaged. There was some sort of sexual Mm -hmm. encounter happening. The woman was actually in the process of overdosing on heroin. Oh, dear. And And his life was ruined by the fucking system, so it's not surprising that... Well, he he had already struggled, obviously, with substances before, taking 8-Valium... Whatever. But then he'd been in prison for three decades. The authorities were able to revive the woman with Narcan, so she survived. After she gained consciousness, she said that George had given her the substance to snort Mm -hmm. and that she had not consented to sex before losing consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the second you lose consciousness, you're no longer consenting to sex. But Right. So... George, now 50 years old, and perhaps ironically, now completely bald. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Pled not guilty to these new charges. Uh, But the the district attorney, it's very much like a Stephen Avery situation. Yeah. Like, he may not have been perfect. Like, he may not have been... He may not have committed one crime, but have, have committed the other, you know, like... You know, he oh, he, may, sure. he may be innocent of one and have been wrongfully accused. That does not make him a saint. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he may yeah, not have been a rapist in one and was a rapist in another. He may have done both, but still the police planted evidence against him and wrongfully convicted him. It's totally right. a Stephen Avery thing. Yeah. So we don't we just don't know because that's what happens when the police do fucked up shit. You right. don't know and the truth. The system is so fucked that there's no trust. Mm-hmm. So we just w- likely won't ever really know what happened in either of these situations. Mm-hmm. And so, so justice isn't served for anyone. Well, we know what happened in the second situation, but I mean, yeah. So the DA used these new rape charges as proof, quote unquote, that he did the last that one. he would was guilty all along. Mm-hmm. No. Because now he's a serial rapist. Writing, quote, originally sentenced to life in prison for a horrific Springfield rape, which was negated in 2016 by a superior court judge granting a new trial. He just reoffended in Lawrence. Regrettably, there is another victim who has now allegedly suffered at his hands three decades later. God damn it. Oh, fuck. So we don't yet know the result of this new case, or at least I couldn't find anything. It, it, Happened in 2019. I feel like mm-hmm. it probably hasn't been decided yet, but I could be wrong. Um, and the original victim, Mary Prickup, passed away in 2004 at the age of oh. 97. So she obviously <gasps> could not comment. No. But yeah, wow. so that is my well, case. I mean, there is a danger in painting 
any individual in a completely black or white, you know, manner. Yeah. Right. E- everybody is multidimensional. The ev- every single person and circumstance is complicated. Yeah. He he likely was innocent in this first situation and likely is a rapist piece of shit in this second situation. Yeah. But that doesn't mean he deserved 30 years in prison for the first one he was nope. wrongfully accused of. Exactly. But or even if he knows? had committed the first crime, if police fuck up the investigation mm-hmm. or use forensic techniques that are bad science right. or plant evidence. It's not justice. It's not it justice. It is not justice. God so that's damn. my case. Basically, Great. everyone sucks. All men. And Great. Yeah. Yes, all men. Nothing Sponsors. is fair. Everything is conflicting. Um, don't leave your house. Sponsors? Yay! (laughs) I don't know about you, but there are times when I don't feel totally comfortable in my clothes. And I would say Mm -hmm. that's probably most of the time. And it's mostly because my thighs are always rubbing together. Yeah. Sitting, Mm -hmm. the rolls, you know? And it's not even just like how you feel. It's you look at yourself in the mirror and it's like... like This could fit better. it, 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 It fit better. And you got that, Mm -hmm. like, roll right on your hips. It's always Mm -hmm. there. So Mm -hmm. for those days, I wear shapewear from shapermint.com. Shapewear from Shapermint smooths you out. It feels, it's really comfortable. And it helps Mm -hmm. boost your confidence, which is always a good thing. Because when you feel confident, you are empowered. And there is really nothing worse than before you go out and you're feeling all cute. And then you, like, catch a glimpse in the mirror and you're like, wait, I don't look as cute as I feel. And then that just really this puts is a all damper panty on your lines. Whole thing. What is happening? I yeah. know. Yeah. It's just, it could be better. So mm-hmm. I can easily find the perfect shapewear for my body because shapermint.com has all the best products and brands. They have tanks, shorts, body suits, mm-hmm. hi, and more. Shapewear for every occasion. Shapewear from Shapermint gives me a polished look and long-lasting comfort no matter what I'm wearing. So I have the Shapermint uh, bike shorts, mm-hmm. and they have like a like a like a rubbery kind of a band around the top. So yeah, so it won't roll down. It won't roll down. All all Love of my it. other shapewear rolls down. It's like constant readjusting, and you again with the looking cute when you're like out with your friends. Remember those days? But like. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says, hi, I'm wearing shapewear more than like just tugging it up constantly. Right. And And also that just doesn't sound like a good time. It's just, it's not a cute look. It's not a good time. It distracts you from actually having fun and feeling good. So that Mm -hmm. it doesn't slip. It's super cute. And those bike shorts are cute enough. I mean, they're, I wear them as bike shorts. I wear them A thousand percent. It's not just for under the clothes. Mm-mm. And unlike the leading brands, shapewear from Shapermint is super affordable. In fact, it's half the price. And if you aren't in love with your shapewear purchase, you can exchange or return it within 60 days. No questions asked. That's the Shapermint 100% confidence guarantee. And in addition to the everyday discounts and promos that Shapermint has on their website, we have a deal just for our listeners that will save you an extra 10% off your order. But you must go to shapermint.com slash gals and use our promo code gals. That's S-H-A-P-E-R-M-I-N-T dot com slash G-A-L-S code G-A-L-S gals 
to get our exclusive listener added discount of an extra 10% on your order. Shapermint.com slash gals, code gals. Treat your butt. Treat it. So, you know, these are unprecedented times. Things have really changed around us and like the way we are interacting with each other is really different. And our inner drive to be there for people that we care about still runs deep, possibly deeper than ever. And I know that PayPal has honestly made like supporting my community a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So I'm part of a bunch of different like mutual aid groups online. And also um, I will follow, I'll like attend digital drag shows or other like performance art. And they have like digital tip jars on PayPal or people can ask, you know, for certain needs that they might need in their household. And you can just send them a little bit of money to support what their needs are through PayPal. It's been like the most easy and amazing way to exchange some financial support with people in my community as well as friends and family during all of this lockdown stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty incredible. And our normal has definitely changed. We're all finding new ways to connect and continue supporting one another for sure. We started social distancing when we spend time with our friends and explore local cuisine. And we're doing more to support and advocate for underrepresented communities. So what we need more than ever is an easy way to support each other from afar. And let me tell you, PayPal is definitely making that very easy. Oh, yeah, it is. With the PayPal app, sending and receiving money is faster and easier. You can stay connected with the people you love. You can quickly and securely send money to friends and family just about anywhere in the world. That includes Mm -hmm. your local bartender who maybe your bars have been closed down and you still kind of want to give them, show them a little love there. Mm -hmm. Or your neighbor who maybe like needs diaper money right now. Yeah, it's really... All of the above. It's absurdly easy. It's tough out there. It's tough out there. And you can start a money pool to split the bill, go in on a gift, or fundraise for a good cause. Love that. You can support Mm -hmm. the places and causes that you care about the most. Make touch-free QR code payments at your favorite local restaurants or farmer's market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of places are like, they super don't want to like touch cash or a credit card. Yeah. The touch free. It's incredible. You can donate to a local nonprofit or support a cause from across the country. So important. So amazing. Mm -hmm. So PayPal is making it easy to pay safely, quickly and easily. Download the PayPal app today. Terms and conditions apply. Treat your payment systems. Treat it. So my case is short. Just a bob. But it fascinated me. So today I'm going to be talking about hair theft in Venezuela. Thank God. Thank God, she says. (laughs) Um, I want to begin with an incredible quote from the BBC. Quote, Venezuelan papers are rife with reports that robbers are picking different kinds of locks these days. Oh, (laughs) wow. Nice. Locks of hair stolen from women to sell in the country's lucrative beauty business. Oh, my God, Amanda, you're wearing stolen hair. I hope not. (gasps) From, like, marginalized women of color in Venezuela. I mean... Maybe. I really don't think that's the case. <laughs> is it real human hair? It is real human hair. Ooh. It is. But, you know, there are a lot of ways to get real human hair. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's donated. We all ride an elephant in here and there. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll hope. I'll follow up with my hair guy and see where this, exactly <laughs> yeah. where this hair comes yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
as clever as that play on words is, this shit is no joke, and it's actually pretty terrifying. So in Venezuela's second largest city of Maracaibo, a group of thieves who called themselves the Piranhas took to stealing locks of women's hair around 2012 to 2013. The hair was then sold and made into hair extensions and wigs at a high price as part of Venezuela's lucrative beauty industry. So somebody in Venezuela is wearing stolen Venezuelan women's hair, probably. Was this like the the trend of like clipping man buns? Remember that remember that horrible video that was like super wrong? I mean, don't come up and cut someone's hair off. Yeah. No, but it was like there was some some viral video of that. I remember that. It's it's probably a similar thing, but it's none of it's good. Yeah. Um, the piranhas would target women with long, natural-looking hair, so I think I'd be safe. I'm um, safe. They would hold them at gunpoint in some cases, instruct them to tie their hair in a ponytail if it wasn't already styled that way, and then proceed to hack the ponytail off with either a razor blade or scissors. Like, What if they didn't shoes. have a hair binder? I mean, you'd just be holding it then. That's so scary. Yeah. So according to Business Insider, once this odd string of holdups began, demand for natural hair extensions immediately began to rise. Reporting that the demand... Get it? uh, Yes. Yes. Goosebumps. Yep. Okay. Reporting that the demand started growing (laughs) by about 30% for these like natural hair extensions. One salon owner, Jonathan Morales, said, quote, the market is more competitive now. We judge the hair on its tone, condition, and color, but my salon does not buy from street vendors as we do not know where that hair comes from. So basically the prices went down because this hair was stolen and good quality, mm-hmm. and so then demand went up. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the, yeah. And then it was a vicious cycle. Cycle, Correct. So another Maracaibo resident named Sarah Madrid told CNN, quote, it's happening downtown at the beach or at the mall uh, where you'd find a lot of young women. The thieves grab them by their hair, pull out some scissors or a razor blade and cut their hair. Then they sell it at beauty or hair salons. Oh, no. So what I didn't realize is that hair theft is not uncommon worldwide. The BBC reported that, quote, in South Africa, men have been robbed of their dreadlocks Cases have also been reported in Burma and in Colombia and Brazil. But Venezuela seems to have some of the highest cases of hair theft worldwide. The wig trade is certainly a quick and easy money opportunity, but some folks dig a little deeper, holding Venezuelan beauty culture at least partially responsible. Again, this is from the BBC, and sorry to quote so much on this case, but I found these articles fucking fascinating and really could not say it any better than they did. So, like, why even fucking try? It's 2020. Everything is dust. Um... Quote, Venezuela does take beauty seriously. It has racked up more Miss Universes and Miss Worlds than anywhere else, and other women feel the pressure on a daily basis. Breast implants are a common present for 15-year-old girls. Oh, they're not even done growing. I know. Makeup is a must at all times, even in the gym. End quote. I I would not do well. In Venezuela, no. I didn't have actual boobs till I was probably 23 years old. Right. I 15? feel that. 15? You had one boob, but the other one really didn't start coming in until later. <laughs> I did. I had one. Mm-hmm. Like adult one. teeth and baby teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so extensions of natural hair are incredibly popular in Venezuela, especially if as a beauty consumer, you may have damaged your natural hair over time. Literally why I have extensions is because I've like, 
colored and bleached my hair so much and it has Mm -hmm. it's maintained a lot of health but like my hair will just never Mm-hmm. be all that thick so yeah. that's why i did it just you, th- you blew you your load dying, i blew my load you blew once your you start load dying and bleaching your hair <laughs> it 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 gets damaged man yeah it's tough so if you've damaged your natural hair over time in order to achieve perfect blondes and highlights purchasing and applying natural hair is a quick and easy way to like spruce up your look and have like a more healthy voluminous look Mm-hmm. So Irene Caselli, who is the author of this BBC News editorial that I keep quoting, is quick to point out, however, that blaming the beauty industry for these violent hair thefts is essentially blaming women for perpetuating the beauty industry that perpetuates these thefts. So it is like a circular fucking victim blaming. Yeah, and I let's totally blame agree with women her. for the male exactly. gaze. Well, exactly. I don't think any of us need reminding that multi-billion dollar beauty industries are a direct result of a patriarchal society and are often owned and operated and profited on directly by men. Yes, all men. Fuck mm-hmm. you. Paul yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and Las Piranhas are mostly women getting their cut, pun intended, in an environment where violent crime is unfortunately common. So the, the stealers are women? Mm-hmm. In a lot of these cases, the the piranhas were women that are likely working for men. But they but can get they close were... to the women and they can also identify the good hair. Yep. And, you know, they're they're hiding in plain sight in these places that are like popular hangouts for women. Oh, shit. so it's not it's not it's going to go under the radar that there's a bunch of other women in a you know place where a lot of women are gathering and not oh, like shit. three dudes with scissors, you know? Yeah, yeah. So in 2013, which is at the time around these around the time when these crimes were taking place, the U.N. had determined Venezuela to have the fifth highest murder rate per capita worldwide. Kidnappings had become so common that families with wealth were preemptively combining resources with like friends in their communities to maintain cash on hand for ransom payments. And hair theft was certainly a lucrative crime. So a full head of hair can go for up to 10,000 bolivares or bolivars which was about $1,500 in U.S. currency at the time. So that's, like, a lot of fucking money. For one, like, good chunk of hair, say an entire severed ponytail, a street vendor could get about $500, while synthetic hair will only go for about 150 So if you're knocking off a bunch of ponytails in a day, it's you're a making of thousands of dollars Yeah, as, a, like, as a street vendor. It's as lucrative as drugs, basically. Absolutely mm-hmm. it is. Shit. So... Though these thefts were really not being reported to police, they were widely shared in the media and online, sparking panic among female Venezuelans. Uh, Police did increase security at common hit locations like malls and beaches, though I'm not sure how much this actually deterred the thefts from occurring. And in a statement from the mayor at the time, it was clear that much of the responsibility was being put on women to prevent their hair from being yeah. snatched. Don't oh, wear yeah. ponytails. Don't yeah. da da da. Don't Spaghetti ask strap to get raped. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he said in a quote, like in a public statement, quote, we are responding with force to these escalating crimes. However, we recommend that women avoid wearing their hair down in public places as it facilitates the theft. Wouldn't wearing your hair up in a ponytail facilitate it even more because it's already up in a cuttable? Wear it in a bun and a hat. Yeah, like it doesn't. It's it's an unreasonable expectation. Oh, it's to put ridiculous. On these victims. Yeah, it's yeah. completely ridiculous. I'm not Granted, offering a solution. I'm just saying, like, this exactly, is fucking absurd. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not offering a solution right. at all. No, really, one like is. they're increasing mm-hmm. some security, I guess, but it's like mm-hmm. fucking useless. 
So, yeah, I just thought the whole idea of hair theft and, like, because mm-hmm. there's a fucking black market for everything. Mm-hmm. There really is. If you're if, if somebody's going to pay money for it, there's a black market for it. It's wild. Mm-hmm. I, and I, it just never occurred to me because it's actually, mm-hmm. like, hair donation and selling your hair mm-hmm. is good common for creation of things like wigs and hair extensions. Joe, you're one true beauty. <laughs> yeah, you're one true beauty. <laughs> but I just never thought of people like getting their hair mm-hmm. stolen off the street. Well, there's a lot there's also just a lot of exploitation that comes with it and a, mm-hmm. it depends on where like your line is for what you consider like exploitation versus like like if you buy cheap fast fashion that's coming yep. from Places with poor labor practices where mostly like underprivileged women of color are working. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. you're buying that you're buying that cute fall sweater from Target that's made in Indonesia. Right. Like don't kid yourself. That is a form of exploitation. It is a sliding scale. It's a Mm -hmm. sliding scale. And that it, it in that same vein. There are, you know, women, it, lots of women in India and Bangladesh who mm-hmm. sell their who hair. sell their hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, they're doing it to, it's it's their labor, basically, and they're doing it to help their families. And then we we buy it. And yep. it's, it's exactly the same thing as buying a $5 tank top at H&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not saying that's good, but it's, it's what it's like that. So right. It's the same thing. Because yeah. capitalism is horrific. Yeah. Cap I capitalism in general is it's just a very it's a it's a sliding scale of ex of, of human of labor of exploitation. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. that is what it is. You yeah, cannot there's like escape a whole, it. There's like a whole school of thought about how like no one can operate ethically just existing in a capitalist society. Like we're all no, complicit. It's a hundred percent true. Because of the way that our like world is structured. You could if dedicate you- your entire life and lifestyle to trying to make sure that every single thing you purchased and used was ethically sourced and you would still fail. And I'm yep. not saying that yeah. to be You shouldn't try. Yeah. You should still try. Like Always. every bit helps. But this but is how it's pervasive so it is. All encompassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You use rubber. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. contributing Chocolate, to slavery. Chocolate, coffee, coffee cotton, mm-hmm. anything, avocados, literally an anything. Oh, oh yeah, God. Oh, any yeah. jewelry. Don't get me started on precious metals. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything. Well, I'm, I'm looking around my room right now. Note. Nothing yeah. in my room has is. You know, like it's unle- all tainted. Unless Palm you oil, unless you live on your own little farm and you produce a hundred percent your own shit, it's the only yeah, way you can but prevent that. Even that land is colonized and stolen, exactly. and like cultivated on the backs well, of stolen bodies. Depends on and where you live in the U.S. <laughs> absolutely, but right. and what Pretty livestock much are you raising, and how are, are you raising are, them, and what are you are feeding very, them? There are very few human beings on this planet right now who are not participating in this awful cycle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, and regardless of other places like economic structure, especially because of like the powers that be, capitalism is global. It's a global industry. Oh yeah. So it's just like we're just fucked no matter what. So I'm gonna make my next hair extension appointment, and um, 
cry myself to sleep every night. I might send you some of my hair because then you know it's ethically sourced and then I have less of it. Is it ethically sourced? Your own hair? I don't know. My hair? You can have (laughs) my hair. I can't confirm. She's just that trying your to hide the fact. Sourced. She's trying to hide her from her parole officer how many amphetamines she's done in the last. Yeah, six and months. take it. She's, take she's sending hair. me. She's sending me Josie's hair. Actually. <laughs> oh, I got lots of that. Oh my god, that'd be I so cute. You do. All right. Oh, that anyway, note, that's my case. I'm gonna cry forever. On that note, we're a comedy podcast, and. Uh, thank you to our very special fan picker this week jess roberts and your little sister michelle you spooky little bitch oh yeah spooky little bitches thank you so much spooky little bitches well thanks for listening we'll see you next week oh bye-bye Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. (laughs) 